Welcome to Laugh and Learn with Vern. This is your host, Eric Vernston. This is a podcast that interviews individuals that have successfully transitioned careers, have built wonderful skill stacks, whether that be having a career, starting a business, and then doing something on the side, or just starting a business, or just being interesting in general, and how they've gotten to that place in life. Today is going to be my first solo podcast. It was a little bit of a hot route for those who used to play Madden back in the day. I assume none of my friends still do because we're over 30. The original podcast that was going to run today, my guest and I, Vanessa, decided it didn't make sense given some of the events going on in the world right now. Vanessa is fine, but I want to give a shout out to her and all of my friends in Chicago. I love you all very much, and I hope that you, as well as everyone right now, can find a way to safely coexist and get along. Today's podcast is going to be about a skill that I've honed over many years, networking. There are so many different books, blogs, articles, the 10 tips for networking, what to do, what not to do. I think networking can be a bit of a, a boogeyman of sorts. People get nervous about it. They necessarily, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to just go up to people and start talking to them. What do I do? I have three stories and three lessons that will articulate how I got to where I am now, as well as a bonus story. As you all know, I can't even do five minute Friday in under eight minutes. Of course, three stories, three lessons has to have a bonus story as well. First story. It was winter 2012. This is the between my 2L and 3L year of law school, or middle of my 2L year of law school. And I was going through kind of a tough time in life. As one professor said, it was like a bad country song. I lost my dog, I lost my grandma, and then my girlfriend and I had broken up. So I was at a tough time. And I realized that I didn't like my law classes as much as my business classes. I was doing a dual JD MBA at the time, and I went to one of my professors, one of my con law professors, and we we got along in the class, but we actually got along really well because I had been to Ireland with her the previous summer for study abroad. So I went to her office and said, you know, I, I don't know if I like my law classes as much as my business, and I don't know what I really want to do with my life. Do you have any recommendations? She started telling me about this company called ACO. And she said, you know, it might be interesting because it's financial planning and you get to work with people and you get to help people, which you like. And there's some legal aspects to it too. I think you maybe reviewed state plan documents. She said, I don't totally know, but I'm going to get you in touch with two people or I'll give you two people's contact information. You can reach out to them. So she gives me the contact information and I'm going to change the names here. But one of them is Dan and one of them is Jenny. I reach out to Jenny by email, had both email addresses. And she emailed back, and then we set up a time to talk, and then it didn't work out. And then at one point, I did call her, and she picked up, but I think she was at a loud, crowded restaurant or something. And then, it, long story short, is we just we never connected. But I reached out to Dan. He was super responsive, which is something that from working with him, he's always super responsive. And he said, Okay, so this is again winter 2012. He said, when you're back for spring break, let me know, and I'll take you out for lunch, and we'll talk about it. I said, okay. So I came back, or before I came back, I reached out to him and said, hey, spring break's coming up. 
can we grab lunch? He said, sure. So I meet up with him. We get lunch. He tells me about the place, what he does. Sounds cool. He says, your next winter break during your 3-0 year, let me know and I'll send your resume in. He said, I don't think we do internships, so that's probably not going to work. But uh, if we do, I'll let you know. But otherwise, plan to send your resume in. So I followed up with him actually a couple weeks later. I said, or I said thank you right away. But a couple weeks later, I said, do you do the internships? He said, no, just go ahead and send the resume in in the, in the December of your 3 year. December 2012 comes around. And I said, hey, Dan, here's my resume. And let me know next steps. He says, okay. Next thing I know, I've got a call from that company. It said, we want you to come in for an interview during your winter break. I did. And the next thing I knew, by January 2013, I had an offer for a job. And I accepted it. That was my first job out of law school. It was such a wonderful day getting that offer and having an actual real person job lined up. That was really cool. And that was a special, special moment. So I want to thank Dan for that opportunity and to do that. So let's fast forward. Actually, no, we're going to go back. So what, what is the lesson that I got from that? You have to tell the universe what you want. If you don't tell people what you're thinking and what you want, you're not going to, you're most likely not going to get it. For me, it was a little bit of a moment of desperation because I was kind of out of my mind at the time going through some emotional issues, but I told someone who I trusted and liked, this is what I'm trying to do. I had no idea her connections. I just knew that I liked her and I trusted her and thought, well, maybe, you know, we'll we'll see what she thinks. I I want her opinion. But I told the universe what I wanted. I said, I think I want to do something business-oriented. And sure enough, what was my first job? Business-oriented. Second story. Now let's fast forward. I am at ACO. And this is, I want to say, January of 2016. Or no, November 2015. So I'd been at ACO for a couple years, about a couple years. There was a, there was an event at Southern Illinois University for my alma mater. It was a moot court event and they needed judges. So I said, you know what, that's a good way to network. Maybe you know meet some people because at the time I, I liked my eco job, but I was kind of saying nah, I don't know if I want to do this long term. I didn't know if I wanted to go into law or do something else. But and I wasn't I was kind of not. I, there were some things over there I just didn't agree with, and I was like, well, you know, I'll go meet some people, see what happens. So then, what? So then, fast forward to November 2015. So I'm, I go, and it's a great time. And when I was going there, before I went there. I reached out to my friend, Professor Buys, and said, hey, Professor Buys, I'm going to be in town for his moot court thing. Are you going to be there? You know, I'd love to see you. So one of the things I, I like to do is when people, when I'm going somewhere out of town, I like to see if I know anyone there. And if I do and I get along with them, I usually reach out to them and say, hey, I'm in town. Love to see you. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. I don't have to do some long dinner. It can be just grabbing a cup of coffee, walking around the block, and I try to reach out to as many people as I can. Mostly, I just like talking to people, but I also want—I love keeping—I love keeping in touch and finding out what they're doing, and then they'll ask me what I'm doing, and then sometimes good things will happen from that. So I reached out to her, and she said, "Yes, I'll—I'll I'll be there." Well, I don't know how my schedule is, but just let me know. 
I go down to SIU, do the event in the evening, and then I texted her, said, you know, what are you up to? And she said, oh, I'm at, I'm at dinner with a couple of my former students. Why don't you, why don't you come? And I said, okay, why, why not? I usually say, and that's another thing. I usually say yes. I'm, I'm a big, yeah, sure, I'll do, sure, I'll do that. Why not? So I go to this dinner, and I walk in, and I'm talking to her, and there's these three other students of hers, and so we start talking and yakking, and one of them says her name. And it just struck me, and I was like, that's interesting. Like, that name sounds familiar. And about 10 minutes later, the light bulb in my head goes off, and I said, oh, my gosh, you're so-and-so. We talked on the phone, like, three years ago about uh, ACO. And she's like, oh, my goodness, yeah. Like, what a crazy what a crazy coincidence. And so we start talking, and I said, how do you like it? And I said, you know, there's, a lot of, there's good, there's some bad, you know, I don't know what I want to do. I said, you know, I there's one company I heard of called Kovitz. I don't know that much about them, but a, a buddy of mine I used to work with went there, and I really like their investment strategy. It's downtown Chicago. I think it'd be kind of cool. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Just leave. I left it at that. And then, so I ended up leaving that night, going home, and then I sent her an email because I still had her email. I said, hey, I think, I think this is your email. Oh, thanks for the time the other night. It was great to finally meet you. Like, what a crazy way the universe works. And she's like, you know, haha, like, thanks or something like that. Or it was probably more professional than that, but that's what I remember. About a week or two later, I get an email from a partner at Kovitz. Eric, I heard you said some nice things about our firm. We like your background. Would you like to get breakfast with me? I'll be in the area on these days, these times. Well, knowing me, what do you think I did? Yes. Said yes. Got breakfast with this partner. Clearly said the right things because it led to a couple interviews. And then spring slash summer 2016, I end up getting an offer and taking a job with Covitz Wealth Management, or just actually just Covitz, and I am still employed there. So that's how I got in. That's how I got my my current job. And the lesson I got from that is keep in touch. Have to keep in touch. And actually, it turns out I'm not going to tell just three stories and three lessons. It's going to be four, three, three lessons and four stories. So keep in touch. That's how, you know, you got to keep in touch with people because you never know what they're doing and you never know, they don't know what you're doing. And that's the same thing with, you know, telling the universe what you want. You have to put things out there, even if you don't think that there's going to be a direct benefit necessarily right away. I had no idea that the person I ran into with at the Chinese restaurant would know. It, it turned out that her best friend was married to a partner at the firm. I had no idea. I literally had no idea. Never came up in the conversation. Sure enough, he passed the information along to someone else and they reached out to me. So I'll give another uh, example of keeping in touch. So that is, so right now, now we're in, we're in July 2016. Now let's fast forward to January 2018. I'm working at Kovitz. I'm working downtown. And a buddy of mine came in town. His name's Danny. And Danny reached out to me and said, hey, I'm going to be downtown. Do you want to grab a drink, do lunch, whatever? Well, I said, okay, uh, let's do lunch. I had lunch available. I think I, or maybe I moved something, but I'm like, let's do lunch because I couldn't do something that night. And he reached out to me because I told him, hey, 
if you're ever here, you let me know. Because anytime I was near him, I would tell him I was there and we try to catch up or do something. So it's kind of like, a, you know, you put it out there and other people will send it back. So he's like, yeah, well, you know, like, let's grab lunch. We grab lunch, we start talking, and he tells me that he's a lawyer for the Illinois Army National Guard. I'm like, what? The Army has lawyers? I had no idea. I was totally clueless, which is ironic given A Few Good Men is one of my favorite movies, and the movie is all about military lawyers. I don't know how I didn't know that, but I was like, oh, the military has lawyers? I think I just assumed that maybe the military, maybe they did have them, but I figured that everyone was just a soldier. I didn't know you could be a full-time lawyer. Or, And then it turns out he wasn't. So he's Illinois Army National Guard, one week a month, two weeks a year. We start talking about it. Sounds super interesting. He's traveled the world. He gets to do fascinating aspects of law. And it's a commitment that allows him to keep his regular job. So I said, wow, okay. So I can stay at Kovitz and then I can continue. I could I could do this. Okay. And then we start, we walk around and he tells me more. And I was like, okay, that, that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. So then I decided, I said, okay, um, maybe I should do that. And then after a few months of looking into it and I looked into a couple other places, I realized that probably my best bet was going to be the army. Sure enough, who'd I reach out to? My friend Danny. And he helped me get started in the process. And he helped me a lot with the process because as someone who has never been in the military, it was definitely a little bit of a shock to the system because you just don't know how anything works. And you don't know what, to, you don't even know what the, how to call people. You have to, you're Googling abbreviations, you're waiting on things, you don't understand why you're waiting on things. And it's in, it, it was an interesting process. And he helped me along. He's a super good friend. And it worked out. But we'll get to that point. So now we're at so let's so now we're at um, summer 2018. So we're at summer 2018. I join or I tried out for a club called Windy City Professional Speakers. They're a Toastmasters club. They're a professional club, meaning you have to try out. And the idea is you try out because you are trying to become a professional speaker in some way, shape, or form, whether it be doing it on your own or you use it for your job. Someone had told me about it who had been a prior world championship of world champion of public speaking and said, I did that club. And I said, well, I want to be a world champion of public speaking. Maybe I should do that club. So I joined the club. A few months go by and I went to meetings and started to contribute a little bit. And once I started to meet people and I wasn't just the new guy, someone came up to me and started talking to me. And it was Colonel Jill Morgenthaler. The Colonel. She, so fantastic unbelievable speaker had great stories and I'll link to some of them when I put this on Facebook but just incredible stories she said Eric glad you're part of the club you're contributing really like that I put this offer out to every new member if you want to talk about what I do how I'm doing it and I can hear about what your goals are and see how I can get you there I love to do that I said okay Sure enough, I follow up with her, and what do you think I did? I took her up on it. I said, yes. She said, okay, well, I can do breakfast these days. And it was like a super early time, which I should know, a retired colonel in the Army. Uh, should know that she's super squared away and probably wakes up super early. I said, okay, well, uh, let's do uh, let's do breakfast. Sure, I can do it. I'll, I'll make it work, right? I'll, I'll figure it out. So we did breakfast, and I remember... It was pouring rain, not like, and of course I didn't have an umbrella because I 
at this point I moved downtown and I had like ridden a bike to work in the morning to get there early and it didn't look that bad, right? That's that's me. All right. Don't look I didn't used to look at the weather. I just go look outside and I'm like, well, it doesn't look that bad. Like that means anything. Sure enough, I have to get there and there's no umbrella. So I literally am just sprinting. I'm just hiding under awnings, just you know, is the rain going away? Okay, good. Sprint somewhere else. No, it didn't go away. I'm covered. So I get there. I'm just soaked. She's just laughing. And we have this great conversation. Start talking what she does. I tell her about what I'm doing. And then I brought up how I'm in the process of joining the Illinois Army National Guard. Just told her that. And she's like, well, why? And I said, I think it could be a really cool experience. I really like helping people. And that's also a common thread throughout my life. And if you looked at the two jobs I'd had with ACO and Kovitz, helping people, high-end customer service. I said, I really like helping people. And I get to serve not only my country, greatest country in the world ever, but also my state. And I love Illinois. So I said, I really wanted to do that. And I'd be uh, super honored if I get the chance. She said, if you want, I'd be happy to write you a letter of recommendation. My jaw hit the floor. This is a full bird colonel. Someone who had had stare downs with Saddam Hussein wants to write me a letter of recommendation. I said, I'd be humbled and honored if you did that. She told me, okay, send me this, this, and this, and I will get one over to you. On the way out, she said something that I'll never forget. She said, Eric, I've been in this club for a couple years. I've offered everyone who's joined the opportunity to get together. You are the only person to take me up on it. What is the lesson here? Take people up on their offers. It's easy. Just say yes. Someone who is doing something cool that you're interested in, say yes. When a buddy of mine comes in town and wants to get together, say yes. When someone like Colonel Jill says, hey, you want to get together? and you're interested to join the army and she's a colonel, former retired colonel in the army, you say yes. Colonel Jill Morgenthaler wrote me a lovely letter of recommendation. And she got that over to me, I want to say end of 2018, or middle, or maybe fall of 2018, end of 2018. And then a couple months later, I get this email. And she had passed away in a total freak accident. The last time I saw her, luckily, was at a meeting, and I gave her a thank you note for all she had done for me. But I'll never forget Colonel Colonel Jill. She was amazing. But you know, again, timing, right? You so you gotta say yes to people because, you know, unfortunately, you know you you never know. Life could be short. That's a whole other lesson. But again. Take people up on their offers. Luckily, I got my packet into the Army. I had an interview, and on September 11th, 2019, I got a call that I was going to become an officer in the Illinois Army National Guard. And right now, I am currently finishing up my training to become a judge advocate. That's where I am today. Now, for the bonus story. About, say, 
maybe fall of 2019, we'll call it. Maybe yeah, something like that. I went, or summer of 2019, I went to an event. I went to a networking event. It was co-sponsored by my company and met people. And one of the, there was someone at my table. And his name, I believe, yeah, Andrew. And we talked a little bit at the table. And then afterwards, he said, you know, I'm really interested in what you do. I think your company sounds awesome. Your CEO was at my at another table I was at. Can't get your inf- information. And maybe we can grab coffee or something. I said, sure, why not? He reaches out to me about a week later. So this time in my life, I was actually saying no to everyone. Sometimes I go on kicks like that. I think I had read a bunch of Get Pocket articles about like the three lessons Warren Buffett teaches everyone. And one of them was saying no and valuing your time. And you can only do so many things in life, which is true. And I am kind of following the information now. But at the time, I was just saying... I was just on this no kick. I was just saying no to everything. Even my company, I'd go to, I'd have meetings and just go, I'm not going, which ironically kind of worked out for me, but it wasn't, I was like, not like, I mean, mandatory meetings you have to go to. It was like non-mandatory meetings. I just was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to focus on other stuff. Anyhow. So I tell this guy, he emails me, Hey, it's Andrew. You know, we met, uh, let's get, let's get lunch. And I said, no, I said, I'm not, I'm focusing on myself right now. I need to spend time doing these things. But why don't you, A, I said, why don't you send me your resume and I'll forward it to our upper chain HR and let them know you're a great guy. And then I started to think about it and I'm like, well, I don't know. So I said, I guess reach out to me in six weeks, six to eight weeks, and we'll see if my schedule's changed. And I figured, well, you know, if he does, you know, maybe I'll do something, but um, who knows? Sure enough, six weeks comes by. Hey, Eric, it's Andrew. Wanted to see if I could take you up on that lunch. I was like annoyed about it. And I don't know why. I'm like, I don't want to do this. So I start writing him this email and then it hits me. I go, oh my gosh, he's me. He's literally me. He is, he told the universe what he wants. He wants to be in financial planning. He's keeping in touch. And I literally told him to email me six weeks later and he did it. I mean, how often do people actually do that? Super rare. So I'm like, you know what? I'd be a jerk if I said no. It's This is literally me. So I sent him an email back and I said, Andrew, I'm going to reward the hustle because you literally did exactly what I said and you're doing the things that I normally do. I said, you got 15 to 20 minutes. We'll grab coffee and walk around. I got these like two or three limited times open. So what did he do? He did what I did. He took. He goes, all right, let's do this one time. I'll see you then. Like, all right, well, here we go. So we walk around the loop. I don't even know if we got coffee or not. And of course, we talked for probably like 30, 40 minutes. Again, five minute Fridays probably hasn't even been under seven minutes yet. Why would any conversation I had be exactly what it was supposed to be? And I told him what I did. I told him about my prior career. I told him about the skills that I had to get there. I gave him an analysis of where his skills were and where I thought the pluses were and the minuses. He told me a little bit about what he thought he could add to the job, and I kind of broke down. I'm like, "Nah, that's not going to work because you're not. You need to figure a better way to sell yourself." So we talked about what he. We kind of broke down his skills again, uh, what to highlight, how to do that. Then I also mentioned some things that he can work on now to show initiative to help get him in the door, and that was it. He sent me a nice thank you note, like later that day, and I said, "Hey, if you need anything, let me know." I think he might text me about something like that day or a day later, and I. Send him back. 
couple months later, I get an email from Andrew. Eric, thank you again so much for the talk and for your advice. I want to let you know I'm starting a job at fill-in-the-blank firm doing financial planning. And it was awesome to see that. It and it it just it felt so good that he that he ch- was chasing his dream and he got it. And I did feel a little pat on the backish because he said nice things and that was and that was really good. And I emailed him back. I was like so happy for you. You know, keep in touch and I you know wish you the best. So that story relates to the podcast. So that was probably end of end of 2019. I get that email. 2020 comes, and I was burned out. I was talking politics on Facebook, which is just dumpster fire of all dumpster fires. And I also realized that I probably don't know anything. So I think I was just kind of like reading some things online, and I do some like googling and right like that. Like that's how things get done in the world. I'm like, what do I want to do? And I was like, well. I don't like, I'm like, and I think I saw or read something on Tim Ferriss and he was like, you know, go through your skill set and what do you, what do you have and what can you offer? And sure enough, what popped in my head, that conversation with Andrew, I remembered how much I enjoyed talking with him and the back and forth. I thought it was really fun. And I said, I like talking about people's skills and what they're doing. You know, can I help them get to the next level? But then I also remember that what I had been doing for years is getting lunch with tons of people. Lunch or breakfast, you know, whatever you can, squeeze in, right? Kept catching up with people, what are they doing? How do they like it? You know, how do they get that? I love learning everything. And it kind of hit me. I said, that's it. I can talk about, I can interview people and have fun with people and how they got to where they are. And I can talk about like, the skills they have. Maybe we can talk about other skills that, they think are important to get to where they are or do something else. And it just, it just clicked. It was like one of those moments where Bristol and I was like, Oh my gosh, Andrew was me. That was like the moment I said, okay, that's what I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about. And that led to today. And now I, I'm in, I'm a judge advocate and we're becoming a licensed one to practice. I have this wonderful podcast that I get to talk to. I essentially just, I'm just keeping up with friends. It's really all I'm doing. And then we're just talking some skills. And then I'm also making new friends. And then also I have a you know, wonderful job back home with COVIDs. And I get to help people in all aspects of my life. And I'm super blessed that, like Steve Jobs once said, you know, you can't connect the dots until after. And for me, you know, getting to this point in life really was, I mean, it's a 33 year journey technically, but I think about almost an eight year, over an eight year kind of deal to help me get to where I am in life. And I'm super blessed and super thankful for that. Again, the lessons, tell the universe what you want, because if people don't know what you want, they can't help you. Keep in touch. There are so many people in your life that you probably have made a wonderful impression on and they enjoy seeing you and they enjoy talking to you shoot them a note sometime say hi see what they're up to you never know where that's going to lead finally take people up on their offers if someone is doing something awesome or is just a cool person in general and they want to get together even if it's for just 15 to 20 minutes say yes because you never know where that will lead thank you for listening to this solo pod i hope that You got something out of it. 
If you did and you enjoyed it and you thought, wow, I wonder what else. Learn, laugh and learn with Vern. Ugh, it's been a long day. Laugh and learn with Vern. wonder what else is on that podcast that would be super interesting to listen to. And the, the answer is tons. Some great episodes out with some great guests and way, way, way more to come. Please subscribe and leave wonderful five-star reviews because why wouldn't you? We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Anchor, and many, many more. I want to end this with a another shout-out to my friends in Chicago. I love you all, and I hope everyone stays safe during these times. And as someone once told me, this too shall pass, and I know it will. This is your host, Eric Vernston, signing off. Stay safe, and I will talk to you later.